Kate Beckinsale from Underworld Total Recall Click stars in Guilty Party playing a discredited journalist reporting on a prisoner convicted of murdering her husband. Do I have that right? Yeah. Sounds pretty familiar. It sounds like Chris Pine's character in I Am the Night, where he is a disgruntled reporter who has been sort of uh, embarrassingly kicked off a story that he legitimately told and they just like didn't believe him or it something. It's a household name. It sounds like yeah. Tom Hardy in Venom, where he gets discredited as a reporter and then he has to like go solve crime. And yeah, it, well, I guess he even talks to a person accused of murder, but he actually talks to a murderer in Carnage, at least. I mean, the story that they have isn't very unique. And I also have to say, sadly, the show isn't either. Mm-hmm. It tries to tackle so many different things like media bias, racial profiling, what people are interested in clicking in, cancel culture. And the most strange thing about the show is that it's a comedy which you might not get from like the first three minutes or it's so. It's billed as a dramedy. And that was one of my questions because Funny or Die is one of the producers. Really? Well, I mean, it is more of a comedy than a drama. But again, they try to tackle, it's almost like the premise where they try to tackle like so many different things, but they're just, a, they like misfire on all of them. Misfire on all of them? Yeah, like this, I watched the first two episodes. I mean, the premise tackled liberal ideas. Like gun control and all, and um, what was the first Black episode? Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, but here it's about Kate Beckinsale and her character's name is Beth. And she is someone who, uh, we start off the episode with her winning an award. It says one year ago. This is after we see someone get shot. Is it like some journalistic prestige award? Right. It's one she's of, like, shown that she's a good at her job. Yeah, excellence in Great journalism writer. or whatever. And she's she's like talking about how she's working for this thing called the Chronicle. It's like this newspaper organization. Does she live in Denver at this point? Uh, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, and, that's and, Denver, Colorado. Right. And exactly. And she's like inter- She's thanking everyone, like her boss Robbie, and like she's thanking her husband Marco, and and all these different people. And the second that her she husband gets, is Marco. Yeah, her husband is Marco. Cool. I have a ton of names, so I just want to make sure we mention them all. Right. Uh, the first episode is also called The Last Real Journalist Working in Denver. Right, yeah, and that that's because of something, a letter she gets later on by someone named Tony. So the second that she gets off this stage for this award, she's then taken into a separate room. And uh, they're like, we know that you falsified some quotes. Mm-hmm. Therefore, your time at the Chronicle is terminated. So she's immediately fired right after, right after still with the trophy the in her hand. So, yeah, she literally is holding the trophy as they fire her, which I get it. It's, like, kind of comedic in that sense. But it also, something about the show is that for something that's a comedy, a lot of the jokes really did not work. Like, I mean, for example, uh, she's working at, like, right after the intro appears, uh, she's working at, like, Diane Nugent's and BoJack Horseman Season 5, like, BuzzFeed place. That's exactly, I have that written down in my notes. Take a look at that. Right. Diane's BuzzFeed job, BoJack, media sensationalism. There's no other way to describe it because, yeah, she's she's working there and it's but just... But Diane took that job because she was actually convinced to take it. Like, right. she couldn't find work anywhere else, not because she was disgraced, but because they just wanted her there um, and they were willing to pay her a ton of money. Well, it was yeah. like called girl something, right? Like yeah, but girl it, gossip it, or something. It, it was basically it was basically BuzzFeed. That's what they're making fun of. Here it was the same thing, except they turned the stereotypes up to eleven. I mean, every single Gen Z and millennial is just given every terrible stereotype that you would imagine. And this doesn't sound like Kate Beckinsale, the action hero. It sounds like Kate Beckinsale oh, no. kind of just sitting behind a desk. The only action that takes place is in the very very first scene where someone named Wallace, who it seems like he's kind of living in the hood, he's uh, he's listening to this famous rap song it's called like some like it raw or something like that he gets shot in the back of the head while he's cooking dinner 
But, like, except for that, that's the only, like, action thing that kind of happens. Wallace actually isn't one of the names I have written down here. So I'm sure they talk more about him in the later yeah, part I mean, of the he's, show. Like, he's, he's, the, he's the cliffhanger at the beginning. Yeah, but that takes place way later in the episode. Like, the first 20 minutes is just entirely about Beth and who she is as a person. Like, right after the intro, what she does is she goes into her old work because she's incredibly petty about being fired and steals a fish from her boss. I don't know how petty boss. it is. Oh, okay. Steals, steals a fish. fish from her boss. Yeah, continually. And that's something that she hasn't just What do you mean once. by continually? She continually does it. Like, she wakes up real realizes that her fish is dead is like oh I her need fish died so she decides to keep a fish taking. that she's already stolen is it died. a goldfish yes it is a goldfish okay has she been cleaning the tank or has she been keeping in those small ones because you need to be really careful with goldfish I, no i think it's just been kind of like she's not been keeping so she's just a selfish out. asshole yeah basically she's in great and so it's really hard to kind of go for her after a while because she just keeps on stealing these fish so from it's her boss. so it's a main character a protagonist that you're not supposed to like well right afterwards we do because uh, that's when she does go to her old job and you see that she's really wanting to tackle these hard stories but no all the people like the millennials how did she get hires well we don't see that i okay. assume it's just because she won the award she was able to again get like this really you think that if job. the other sh the other paper that she used to work for the chronicle the chronicle yeah was going to allow her to accept the award and then fire her sort of discreetly in a back room that they wouldn't come out and they'd be like okay you just say that you quit and we'll write you a nice letter of uh, recommendation and then she would have been able to work at any other place. Well, it gets all around, like all around that. But Beth apparently has basically, not. yeah, she misquotes people. That's uh, yeah. Do, do you think that's true? I mean, she says it's not, but I don't know how much I can trust the main character. She's stealing fish from her boss. Okay, so do you actually get the impression that what you're seeing from her, she did deserve to be fired? I mean, a little bit, yeah. But, like, again, she doesn't come across as really a likable person, but I think the show's trying to make her that way. All right, so let's jump ahead to the point where she gets this letter from Tony. Well, yeah, she gets a letter from Tony at her job, and it's basically Tony's last-ditch effort to say, hey, I need someone to tell my story, because everyone believes uh, Tony goes by the name the Dick Cutter because of this, like, rumor that she sliced off her husband's dick. But also... <laughs> she she signs it the Dick Cutter? No, 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 no but that's what she goes by online. Uh, and Tony's like, hey, I need you to come down here and tell my side of the story. That's not a great way of selling yourself. Like when they did uh, killing or not killing, defending Jacob, he comes on, he goes online at a certain point and he starts making fun of it as like an anonymous profile. But he also says something like kind of inappropriately usernamey, right? Like he's like the slasher or something like that. And it just makes him look more guilty. So why would you make an online profile of yourself? And how does no, she even get online? online? No, 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 not online profile. This story has been blown up. Her name is like Tony. She Clinton. doesn't go by the. Dick she Carter, doesn't though. go by the. It's dick not guy. like a self-proclaimed. No, in fact, the person I misunderstood her. Yeah, her co like worker that she works with, because uh, Beth is reading the letter out loud, is like I've heard the name Tony Plimpton before. Is Where it have Fiona? I heard that? Uh, it might be. I, I'm not sure if I ever got the name actually. Okay, there's she, a lot of names: Lulu, B. Jackson, Pierre, Fiona, Marco. Amber, Tony, George, and Wyatt are the ones I have listed here. Yeah, Wyatt comes into play way later. But Wyatt's a comedian in real life, but yeah, go ahead. Well, that makes sense why it's basically used completely for jokes. But Beth is like, oh my god, someone actually wants me to report about this murder type thing. Because again, she... So she gets excited. She Yeah, she gets really excited because the other play... like She's been writing articles like why we shouldn't wear sandals on the beach. And now yeah, she gets a chance like, to like, we even dive see, deep. We even see that like the 20-year-old manager who works for this BuzzFeed type place is like, instead of like wanting to write about immigration and, and other important topics, is like, oh, well, the 20-year anniversary of the Harry Potter film is coming out and we should see like, where are they now and who's hot and all this stuff. Does COVID exist in this world? 
world? I don't think so. The only reason I ask is it just occurred to me, and we didn't put it on our last podcast, last podcast but in you, no. COVID definitely existed. Because one of the jokes they made about the house party that they went to was that the girl who ran it, the one from Search Party, mm-hmm. that she did a giant... Uh, bash at her house during covid and it got like really negative attention because of it but it, it's just funny how in some worlds they throw it off on the side and then in this world you'd think it would play kind of a big Something, role but yeah no, because it, if she's working at a social media company most social media companies transition to homework right yeah exactly. so, so she wouldn't even be at an office the reason I want you to get to Tony and I know what Beth you want me talking, to get to. It's it's the main it's the main crux of the episode, but like but that takes place twenty minutes down the line. Yeah, but it is what the show is about, and Octavia Spencer's show, Truth Be Told, is what this show sounds a hell of a lot like because you have her as a podcaster, and this is an Apple series, and this is a Paramount series that we're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, she goes in and she talks to. Um, what's his face from breaking bad jesse aaron paul aaron paul and he's a convicted felon and she's trying to solve his case and as like a last-ditch well, effort to see if if he actually committed the I crime mean, it's kind of the same deal because when beth goes to speak with tony yes tony gets mad at her we were bringing up the homework thing earlier because she feels like beth hasn't done really any research on her except for the fact that she's the dick cutter which tony hates that name obviously she's like a i just nicked him so i didn't actually like slice off his dick but also i didn't kill him who killed so him? beth sounds pretty lazy i mean yeah that's what's lazy coming across and selfish also and just questions. wanting all her like her acclaim back well yeah the questions that she was asking to tony was like well if you didn't kill him then who did and then and then tony comes up with like wyatt who apparently is wallace's brother that seems like the weirdest question to ask in an interview with like a convict well, who, who who do you think murdered them? Like you're supposed to part. It's like a Matlock episode where most episodes didn't go like a court trial at all because by the end, like Andy Griffith would actually determine who was the murderer as opposed to and solve the case for the cops <laughs> yeah, right. as opposed to actually just proving that the person was innocent which is what your actual job is well yeah and tony you can see kind of doesn't like beth because one of the first things that beth asked tony is uh where were you on the night of the murder and then tony's like oh i was just at this video store that i worked for alone and then beth is like well that doesn't that's not gonna work and jules then, latimer she plays tony did yeah. she do a good job i mean she did a fine job everyone does a fine job in the show does but, kate do a good job yeah kate beckinsale is fine but, i mean they're back and forth together so kate obviously has done a ton of like stuff that i've already talked about but tony it's her first role ever really in anything yes i mean yeah she she like does a fine job but it's just the show goes at such a weird pace i didn't know why it was constructed the way it was if you're gonna make a comedy why would you try and throw in so many different actual hot topic issues as dumb a question as it is for beth to ask who killed her husband tony's yeah, husband it was did does she have an answer yeah tony gives the answer of wyatt her brother uh wallace's brother sorry wallace's brother okay and so that so it's always it's still in the family but it's just not his wife right and she's like wyatt is basically this crazy person who like they're drug smuggling they're making a ton of money i was just and the police didn't look into that well they, she was convicted but that's the thing tony is like really mad at kate because again she feels like she's being like yeah she, that she that she didn't do enough surpassed background like it doesn't matter yeah so she leaves and but then, where's her lawyer her lawyer's not there no i mean like where is where are they in the story you'd think that if she wants to appeal her thing or she has exhausted her appeals already is she on death row she's I, I, in life in prison right well the one thing she wants to find is her daughter her four-year-old daughter she doesn't know where she is because she gave birth to her that again prison. is the lawyer's job 
<laughs> well, yeah, but she hasn't been getting any updates. The only thing she knows is that her daughter is four years old. So as Tony leaves... This sounds that's That part of the story sounds a lot like Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I mean, you can compare this to like a ton of different things, but... Can I do it again? Kate Mara in House of Cards as like a reporter who is, who's kind of on the ropes. Yeah, but that was like when they went deep into trying to interpret her story. This is just kind of like, oh, okay, Beckinsale might be able to save Tony in the end. Mm -hmm. what, what is it, How does the interview conclude, basically? Like... Well, that's the thing. When Beth leaves, there's multiple reporters. And the reason why is because Tony did just, something. Just in a line? Waiting yeah. to speak to her? Yeah, like including Tessa, the person who took over Beth's original job. The reason why is because Tony sent so many different letters to different reporters saying, you're the last good reporter in Denver that I need your help. And uh, and even... Oh, I get it now. The last real journalist even, working in Denver. Right. Yes. And even Tessa, who again took over Beth's job, is like, oh, she's auditioning us. That's great. But then we realize that Tessa is actually a, uh antagonist because she's like you're not gonna get this fucking report and leaves uh to go speak with tony well yeah so, it's a cutthroat business right so what beth decides to do is she goes to wyatt's house where wallace was killed because that's where he's living so she goes right into investigative mode right. does she feel bad that she hadn't done any research beforehand like she, she just really wants the report she's like especially after tessa gives her her like thing about you're not gonna get the fucking report and tessa even gets the uh like, so this is more just to get back at Tessa than right. it is to even prove There's, that an innocent person is innocent. That's what Did she like. believe her? I believe that Tony didn't do it, but I'm not sure if necessarily Beth does. Like she's, It she, doesn't matter if she does. She's just trying to get the perks she, yeah, of the she job. Yeah, she just needs this, this job. Because one other thing that's happening, kind of a side story, is that Marco, her husband, is trying to get her to move to Wyoming um so that they can just kind of be happy isn't that also her. diana from bojack yeah it's just again it's a ton so i felt like they just took every single cliche from all these stories about investigative reporting or just journalism and then just threw it at it and was like okay this should work in the second episode i found the first 10 minutes actually interesting because you are introduced to wyatt again that's wallace's brother and Wyatt's like hilarious because he's crazy he has like is he a, like the guy from woke workaholics no, he's even crazier than that. He has a Komodo dragon out of nowhere. He's pulling out katanas. He's doing drugs the whole, and also saying, you know what I'm saying? And that's what's up like the whole entire time that she's there. And he's possibly a murderer. Yeah, the, she, like that's what Beth is trying to figure out. And she's when, just gauging it based off his personality. At this point, like she's opening up random uh, cabinets and seeing a ton of guns there. And Do you it, remember that hitchhiker from a while back? The one they did the auto-tune song to, the Shmo Yoho? Yeah, the guy that killed someone, right? Yes, that's what I was going to bring up is he like crazy like that yeah he, even cra again he's doing cocaine right in front of her and then like offering it to her throughout i'm pretty this whole sure the time. guy in woke had cocaine and he was holding it up in the picture yeah well we put it we used it as the twitter thing but yeah. this guy like trust me when i say he's even crazier like when she is checking the cabinets and seeing all the guns that uh he's using and seeing like kind of the place that he has he's saying he's gone all this money from just doing bed linens like he literally is someone who sells them I mean, I don't want to knock a guy for making a living. That's, but obviously he's not telling the truth. <laughs> so, so, but as all this is going on, uh, Beth is going through the cabinets and then George comes in. George is kind of the roommate to Wyatt and sees what Beth is doing. And then he's basically like, why, why'd you let her in here? Why? She's going through our stuff. And, and so George is the murderer. Like, well, it, it's, it's like why sounds like George is the murderer. Wyatt and George at this point like start going at it. They almost start throwing hands basically because like. But like, why would Wyatt, if Wyatt was the murderer, he wouldn't be as laid back. Beth had to convince Wyatt to let her in by saying that they were running a TV show called Crazy Bitches Who Kill, hence the second name. So he thought that he was going to become famous if he let her in because he was she was trying. But to he get sounds too around. dumb to like be a killer that would have framed the wife for murder tony 
And well, yeah, I, I think that Tony would have realized that. But I, I, this other guy who immediately questions George. why George, he seems, and he's from a TV show called Shakespeare. He actually played Will Shakespeare mm-hmm. in it, in the show called well, Will. In in the second episode, like later on, George does go to Beth when and like Beth like even sees that he's tailing her and like puts the car in reverse and drives into his front of his car and then he gets out of his car. She rear ends him from the front. Yeah, and then (laughs) he he gets out of his car, throws her in in her car in the back, and is like, "Look, just stay out of it. Stay completely out of everything that's going on, and just stop." Like you know, but he doesn't like kidnap her. No, he leaves after that. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was in so a it's an intimidation scene. thing, right? But in the end, when it comes out, all I I have to say that was all that happened in this episode. Well, she... no, that that's part of it. But I don't think we've seen the murder yet. If I had to predict, I don't think that we've seen who actually did it yet. Uh, a big thing. So you're still being introduced to different characters, right? And a big thing that happens is, is that Tony again gave Tessa the job, but uh, kind of the side storyline. Marco's uh, sister has mm-hmm. a kid. Yes, and we learned that at the end of the episode. Um, Tony's kid is Marco's sister's uh, kid. So basically Marco's So they're niece. related? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean... In, in the, a weird way? I think that this... Is that why she gets the job? Like some weird yeah. nepotism no, thing? Because that's the thing. She she comes in like and has another talk with Tony and then shows a picture of the daughter. The daughter is definitely her. So Marco's niece... Adopted daughter? Adopted. Yeah, I think... Well, Marco's sister adopted... Uh, Tony's, Tony's daughter. daughter. That's Just what randomly. Yeah, and it seemed That's a little too, too convenient. convenient. <laughs> yeah, but it it was strange the way that they again went about doing it. What what are the reviews for the show? I I have to know. Well, like, I wanted to see your diagnosis of how you were putting it. You said strange. Strange. It seemed very messy. The plot was just all over the place and convoluted. Well, ironically, um, this is what some of the headlines were for mm-hmm. it. Uh, struggles to justify its own existence. So that's a pretty harsh one. That's from Variety. Right. Unfocused, which is just another word for messy, yeah. the rap. Haphazard, another word yeah. for messy. And difficult to judge, that's from Hollywood Reporter, has a 5.5 on IMDb and a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. But there aren't a lot of reviews. I don't think a lot of people have watched the show. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Um, some people have knocked it for making fun of the fact that it sort of has a white savory... Uh, um, like complex yeah but they even, even they even kind of make fun of that yeah in the show but just because you highlight it in your show right. it doesn't make it not what no, you're doing i completely agree <laughs> but at the same time it's like you're kind of making your main character too much of a dick for people to get on board with right and also just the fact that's that, just what i've been reading. well I, I agree with that but also when i saw this i thought it was going to be a drama the fact that they decided to go with a comedy i give it credit for them trying to kind of go somewhere different with it but it just doesn't work it's a misfire as i said before i don't I think, think they didn't want to be the exact opposite or this exact copy carbon copy of truth be told which was that octavia spencer that is in no way a comedy that's mostly a serious drama. Yeah, and most of these She's shows... She's a podcaster, but it's still serious. Again, most of these shows are dramas. I think they want to go the comedy aspect. Did it feel like a just... true crime thing ever? No, I, there's, not, there's not like a time where you ever get like an interview sentence type of thing where it's like, okay, let's do the interview and they start the phone or anything like that. This is straight up just like a normal narrative. Do except... you think it should have been longer? Because some people longer. said it was so chock full of like messy scenes. Like you were saying that it could have used some length. Well, but, the episodes but they like that it was 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I did like it was 30 minutes. The episodes are 30 minutes. I would say maybe it could help if they went like the 45-minute route, 50-minute route. I know Apple isn't afraid to do that. How many episodes? This isn't on to... Apple. This is on Paramount+. Paramount. Paramount. Yeah. The one that's on Apple is the truth be told. Right. So how many episodes is this supposed Ten. to be? 10? Yes. I don't did it have that. commercial breaks? No, thankfully. Okay.
So you've talked about Beth, you've talked about Tony, you haven't talked too much about the crime itself, besides the fact that you saw... Uh, the very, the, you saw it. Is his name Wallace? Beginning. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, Wallace. Wallace get murdered. Um, is the guy in the mask or something, or what? No, you don't see it. You just see the gun behind his head, and then Wallace be Does like... Does he get a phone call, and it's like, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> oh, this isn't anything like Scream. I will say that the death seemed kind of gruesome for the show that it is. He gets shot in the head, you see part of his brain, and then he falls onto a frying pan with the heater on. I'm because... gonna admit, I get Kate Beckinsale and the girl from The Sinner confused a little bit sometimes yeah that's like justin timberlake's wife right jessica beale jessica beale yeah and so when i first saw this i was like oh is this going to be another one of those like a serious crime thing and i thought it was just going to be like that <laughs> kind of where the messy plot comes into play like that that opening happens with him getting shot in the head and then it takes a full like 20 minutes again two-thirds of the episode to finally realize where it connects when to, uh beth gets the letter from tony do you meet a girl named amber I think Amber, again, is the person who runs the BuzzFeed place, although I'm not sure. Okay, because I've seen Amber before, you haven't, but in the Snowpiercer episode that I watched, she played the crazy lady who actually was caught for the murder that David Diggs and Nikki, um, but then it turns out, because I looked to see if she was still on the show, that her character goes through a huge arc where you actually find out she wasn't the murderer, so we have to update that episode <laughs> at some point. Um, it might be the fact that this show just has such, like, kind of a dark undertone to it that the comedy Does the music play to that? It, yeah, yeah, I, I would say so, and uh, it's like a random tone shift. Also, why so, would you try so to... So, as random as the AMC show, the Kevin can fuck himself? Yeah, but with Kevin can fuck himself, it was like meant it goes to be from, jarring. Yeah, but does, does that do this here? Does it go from a laugh track comedy into straight up like, okay, we're gonna no? But when you're double down on murder again, when the first scene is some guy's brains being blown out, and you see part of it on the wall and in his head, and then he lands in a frying pan that's on. I mean, that sounds funny. That sounds like sorry. It's supposed to be kind of you smile at that like haha that's clearly ridiculous well and also such the the hot topic issues they're bringing up race it really depends on the music that's culture. behind it i think it's well yeah i just i guess to me just the mesh of everything all together did not work so overall i'd probably give this like a three and a half out of ten so you really didn't like really that. wasn't impressed all right so you won't watch anymore episodes. no all right well i think that'll do for our review thanks for listening we'll see you in the next one bye bye